Welcome to our House of Hope podcast series. Today's speaker is Pastor Sunday Adu. He will be preaching on the topic of the restoration of all things. The Bible speaks of a time when all things will be restored. In Acts 3.21, it says, And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. This is a reminder that all things will be restored in due time, and we pray that your hearts will be open to receive this message. To you behold the glory, to you behold the honor, to you be all the majesty. You are the Lord. Lord, let your glory be heavy in our midst tonight and lavish your goodness upon us all. I want to welcome you to the presence of the Lord, those on site and online and those that will be listening to this message after today all around the world i wanted to know that the same anointing that is present in this auditorium is with you where you are i've come tonight with three dimensional message number one is the doxology and that has to do with praise and I don't want you to be distracted at all because God could bless you through the doxology. And the second is the message itself, which by the grace of God is going to be a series. The big meal that I won't be able to exhaust tonight. So I'm going to start a series, the message proper. And the Lord will bless you through that message as well. And the last one is the Rema. Is the Rema. I flew in this morning, right? And immediately, you know, after time, I went to the secret place. And uh, the Lord gave me a Rema to share with the church. And I want to believe that the Lord will move you from one level to another level. As we get into 2023. Lord, you are good. You are glorious. And you are excellent. In all your ways. Lord, you are good. You are glorious. And you are excellent. In all your ways. Let's sing that song maybe three times and as we worship the Lord, Lord, you are good, you are glorious, you are excellent in all your ways, Lord, you are good, you are glorious, you are excellent in all your ways. Lord, you are good. 
more time. Oh, Lord, you are good. You are glorious. You are excellent in all your ways, Lord. Have your seat, have your seat. The second stanza, and I want you to just focus your attention on me. The second stanza of that ancient hymn began on belief. The moment I stepped into the secret place this morning came to me by John Newton, who lived 1725 to 1807. Caught my attention in the secret place. Though dark may be my way, since he is my guide, tis mine to obey and his to provide. Those systems be broken and creatures all fail. The word he has spoken will surely prevail. Those systems may be broken and creatures all fail. The word he has spoken will surely Prevail. So begone on believe the Savior is here. Begone on believe the Savior is here. Begone on believe the Savior is here. Those systems be broken and creatures all fail. The word he has spoken will surely prevail. Joshua chapter 21, verse 45. Joshua 21, 45. Not a word filled of any good thing which the Lord has spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. You know, I'm persuaded that the individual and corporate testimony about 2022 is that all the word that God has spoken came to pass. And if for any reason you think that you have not experienced the fullness of what he has spoken, the good news is that the promise is as good and lasting as the one who said it. In Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, Malachi 3 6, for I am the Lord, I do not change. I am the Lord, I do not change. So don't throw his promises away in search of another one. They are still legal tender forever. God's words don't die. I want to return to the person by your side and say, God's words don't die. Oh, come on, come on. Tell that person again. God's words don't die. See, it outlives the one to whom it has been spoken. 
Oh yeah. The promises of God will outlive you to your generation. Yeah. 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 The lifespan is from everlasting to everlasting. Isaiah 48, Isaiah 48 says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. So it doesn't matter what you experienced in 2022, like John Newton said to yourself, the word he has spoken to me will surely prevail. This is my consolation. In fact, let's say that together. The word he has spoken to me will surely prevail. Come on, say that again. The word he has spoken to me will surely prevail. You know, King David, that man of covenant, got to this point in his covenant work with God. And he exclaimed, in God, I will praise his word. In Psalm 56 verse 4, Psalm 56 verse 4. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I will put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? Praise his word. In 2023, praise his word. For all that he has spoken will surely prevail. Can I have a shout of hallelujah to that? That comes to the message. The restoration of all things. Reverence. Part one. You know, as Sister Faithful was leading us the prayer, you know, she has not seen my note. Well, she was just pouring out what the Lord wrote in my heart, in my hotel room, I think about two days ago in Nigeria. And God continued with it, you know, seamlessly in the secret place this morning. You know, the, the normal expectation for a meeting like this, I was just in the bed and the Lord was just writing this in the garment of my heart. And I want to listen attentively to the word of God tonight. The normal expectation for a meeting like this, I'm talking about the prophetic night, is to make prophetic declaration about what the coming year holds. There are some people that are on site tonight for that purpose, and some people are online tonight for that purpose, just, just to listen to what the new year holds. However... The reality is that this meeting should be more about alignment. The reality is this meeting should be more about alignment, fixing things to get the best of God in the coming year. Fixing things in our lives to get the best of God in the coming year. As you are here tonight, you have left the comfort of your room to meet with the Lord. So don't come here and be distracted. The Lord has been speaking that again and again. For everything the Lord has to do is by his word. 
The psalmist, I will praise his word. I will listen to his word. For he will speak peace to me. So this meeting has to do with alignment. Fixing things in our lives to get the best of God in the coming year. God has already crowned 2023 with his goodness. Provided we align with what his will demands. And listen, listen. So it is not about looking for a better year. It was as if Sister Faithful was speaking the same thing. It is not about looking for a better year, but about becoming better. Because God has planned better things for us. It's about alignment. Hebrew 14 or Hebrew 11, 4, he says, God has planned something better for us. I want to return to the person by your side and say, God has planned something better for you in 2023. Look at another person and say that loud and clear, God has planned something better for you. God has determined what I would be and the height I will reach. The challenge is for me to come into alignment about what my becoming and reaching demand. I want to repeat that statement. God has determined what I will be. Because he determines the hand from the beginning and the height that I will attain. The challenge is for me to come into alignment with what my becoming and reaching demand. Brother Sister Faithful was talking about claiming promises without following the precepts. Claiming promises without following the principles. The promises of God are conditional. God has determined everything you are going to be. The height you are going to reach. But your own challenge is for you to know what you're reaching and what you're becoming demand. So that you can come into alignment and get God's best. Can I have a shout of hallelujah to that? You know, we lose what he has for us according to his will in our schemes. So our lives mostly become a product of our schemes rather than the fulfillment of his will. God has made everything perfect, but when we come here, then we begin to look at trends. We begin to scheme. And eventually our lives, instead of carrying the picture of what God has ordained, we look at our schemes. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 29. Truly, this only are found that God made man upright, but he have sought out many schemes. Are you a product of your schemes or a product of his will? Think about that. 
Am I a product of my schemes? Or the product of his will? What you are going through right now, the picture of your life, are you not the architect of it? Is that God's will? And in the secret place this morning, the Lord wrote this in the garment of my heart. Success in life and ministry is when what you are becoming aligns with what he has ordained in his blueprint for you to be. If you are successful in another, you are not a success according to the divine agenda and measures. So you can be successful and not be a success. Successful in the eyes of everybody. Oh, you're doing well. But before God, you have not started at all. You are following a different path from his will. So, so, so well, I believe that by the grace of God, 2023 and beyond, I won't be saying 2023. When I say 23, you know I mean 2023. 23 is going to be the restoration of all things. I think you should be excited about that. The restoration of all things. Come on, shout amen and hallelujah. Restoration connotes the return and reclamation of some kingdom intangible virtues lost by the church. That has robbed her of actualizing the dominion mandate. God is said to reestablish these virtues one after the other. To make his church all full of life, beautiful, penetrating, attractive, and compelling again. Yeah. Isaiah 2, 2-3. In the last days, the mountain of the lost temple will be established in the highest mountain. And it shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream into it. Many people will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the Lord of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his path. The Lord will go out of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Because God has ordained according to his word in Acts 3.21. There is going to be a restoration of all things according to what he has spoken by his mouth. On November 6, 2022, at 4.38 a.m., the Lord wrote this in my heart. If you do everything else with irreverence for me, it is nothing. Reverence is the key to revival and full restoration. When you get this right, everything else will fall in line. Reverence. Restoration of all things. Reverence. And 5.03 a.m. of the same day. House of hope. You must not cross into 2023 with irreverence. We must fix this. 
That we come to a point in our lives that we reverence God above anyone. Reverence God above anything. And God said that is the key to the restoration of all things. Reverence is one of the things that the church has lost. We, we, we don't even care. We are in the presence of the Lord. We are doing our own thing. God is speaking. We are speaking. God is speaking. We are roaming around. God is speaking and we don't even you know, have a clue about what is going on. It's like Jacob who said, God is here and I do not know. We do not recognize the importance of his presence. And there are some things that God has written in my heart that we have to fix. For us to enjoy the restoration of all things. And this series will take us through the book of Malachi. I'm going to run you through Malachi 1 to 4. In Malachi 1 6, Malachi 1 6, a son honors his father, and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? You call me father, 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 but where is my honor? If I am a master, where is my reverence? My master and my Lord, Hadonai, Hadonai, Hadonai. But where is my honor? Where is my reverence? Says the Lord of hosts to you, priests who despise my name, yet you say, In what way have we despised your name? From the New Living Translation, the Lord of Heaven's army says to the priest, A son honors his father and a servant respects his master. If I am your father and master, where is the honor and respect I deserve? You have shown contempt for my name. God is saying, I need reverence from you. Do not give me lip service anymore. I need reverence from you. See, there is nothing like the presence of God. And nothing else can make up for the absence of the presence of God. The saints of hold knew how significant it is. And the treasury dearly. See, in Exodus chapter 33, 14 to 17. Exodus 33, 14 to 17. Moses would not move until he secured the promise of his presence. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by my name. He knew the significance of the presence of the Lord, and he said, Lord, if you are not going to go with me, I'm not going anywhere. David also longed and pounded for his presence. In Psalm 63, 
when to choose. Psalm 63, when and to. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. As the dear pants after the water broke, so pants my soul for you, oh God. You will show me the power of life in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, I pleasure forevermore. He knew the significance of the presence of God. But not only did the saint of old know the significance of the presence of the Lord, but they knew how to approach the presence. They knew the significance of the presence and they knew how to approach his presence. They knew the path to his presence, reverence. And one sure evidence of revival is reverence. Conversely, one sure evidence of backsliding is irreverence, which manifests itself in illicit behavior. Ooh. One mark of his presence, that you know his presence, is reverence. One mark that you have basked is irreverence. And that manifests itself in illicit behavior. In other words, if you see somebody who doesn't have respect for you, just, just, just watch how that person behaves in your presence. For example, if you don't have respect for me, if I, if I, if I approach you and I'm talking to you, you can look at this. And I'm saying, oh, sister, you're the one I'm talking to. You're just behaving erratically in my presence. If you do not, if you do not honor me, if I tell you to do something, immediately you, you just look down on me and say, who are you? If you don't have reverence for somebody, it shows. In the way you look, it shows. In your body language, it, it shows. In your tone, it shows. You behave erratically. Let's look at how people behave in the house of God today. It shows that they lack reverence for God. The Bible says that when, 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 when Ezra, Mama, when Ezra took the word and stood behind that pulpit, what did the people do? The Bible said they stood up. Reverence for God's word. But what do you do today when the word of God is going on? Again, what do you do after the word of God has been spoken? Today, after the service, you know, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit. Be with you all. The next thing is, hey, how are you? No time to pray the word in. When last have you wept? After you have received the word. When last have you wept? And say, Lord, this is me. Instead of saying, Lord, this is me. Say, oh, no, he's using me to preach. No passion for the word. No respect for the word. God said, you call me Lord, Lord. Where is my honor? 
the best honor you could give to the almighty God is to treasure his word. Because he magnifies his word more than his name. Turn to the person by your side and say, where is your honor for God? Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. How's that person loud and clear? Where is your honor for God? God demands reverence and does not condone irreverence from those that draw near him. Never you forget that. God demands it. He said, where is it? Where is my honor? He demands it from you and from me. In Leviticus 10, 1 to 3. Leviticus 10, 1 to 3. Then Nadab and Habihu, the son of Aaron, each took a censer and put fire in it, put incense in it, and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke. Listen to what the Lord said. By those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. And before all the people, I must be glorified. By those who come near me. In other words, the more you come near God, the more you reverence him. But that is not true today. The more you grow in years in God, the more irreverence you become. You become familiar. When you were saved, when you were saved, you, you were the first one in church. You were the first one in church. Nobody has to tell you what to do. Oh, no, no, no. Let me clean. Let me clean. Let, let, no, no, no. let me do this. Let me do that. Nobody, nobody. Giving. Ah, no, no, no. I will give all my life to the Lord. But by the time you are five years, ten years, you become a senior citizen. Now, now you can, you can, you know, you know what to do. God is not, you know, you can come anytime. You can come. You don't even tell the pastor that you are not going to be in church. You don't even tell anyone. I said the meeting is eleven. You, you're just, you're just walking in twelve. Nobody will question you. God said, by those who draw, the mark that you are drawing closer to God is that you reverence Him the more. You reverence him the more because you know him. God said about Nadab and Abihud, you know, the, the Bible says they offered strange fire before the Lord. And what happened to them? They were killed immediately. There are so many Christians that have no life in them anymore. They are dead. Even though they are still living. Because the life of God in them is gone. So irreverence is a great burden for God and his messengers. The prophets were men who personally felt the burden of the Lord as God gave them insight into the hearts of the people and the problems of the society. And such was Malachi, a post-exilic prophet who had a great burden concerning the spiritual state of Israel. And that's why it started with Malachi 1 1, the burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. It was a burden. When he saw the spiritual state of the, of the nation, 
when he saw how irreverent they have become. They did not take God seriously anymore. That became a burden. Oh, you know, Sister Faithful was, was leading us in a prayer, you know, the other time, that, Lord, may the way we handle the things of God not become a burden to your servants. I always say this. I don't, I don't, I don't look for money from people. I've said it again and again. The, 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 the greatest respect you could give to me is when you hear God's word. When you obey God's word. God said, obey those who rule over you. So that they will do the work with joy and not with grief. It's a great burden when God speaks. And you do something else. It's a great burden for men of God when they speak and you do something else. That was the burden of Malachi. That the people did not reverence God anymore. They did not do the things of God anymore. The burden between what the Lord says and what people say. If you read that scripture, read the whole of Malachi. Malachi told them, God said, but you say. That's the issue. God said, but you say. Are you doing what God has said? Or you're doing what you have said? God said, do not forsake the assembling of one another. But you said. I'm not going to be there. God said, bring all the tithes into my storehouse. But you said, there is nothing like that. God said, anyone who is born of God will not huh, make a practice of sin. But you said, it doesn't matter. Are you worshiping God or you are worshiping yourself? God said, God is in his holy temple. Let every tongue be silent before him. But you have said. That is a great body. And having the audacity to reply against God is the chief of all sacrileges. Unfortunately, these things are with us today. So it was a low time spiritually. I'm laying a foundation for that series. It was a low time spiritually for Judah. They have basked and lost their reverence for God. And this manifested in illicit behaviors. Don't forget, I thought when you lack reverence for God, you'll be behaving irrationally. Notably, the sin of the saints, itemized by the prophet. It's his heart cry to the people and their priest. And let, let, let me share with you the prophet's indictment, indictment, indictment to the people. Number one, doubting God's love. That's the first indictment to the people. In Malachi 1, 1 to 5. They doubted that God loved them. So why should they love him? Their lack of love for God is the source of all other sins. So, so what, what, it's vain to serve God. 
You know, even the unbelievers that, you know, they do not know God, they are making it. So what is the essence of coming to church? What is the essence of giving to God? What is the essence, you know, of loving the saints? What is the essence of doing all I'm told to do? When the unbelievers that do not even come to church, they are getting better. They are getting promoted. So what is the essence of that? What is the proof that God loves me? Is that not your story? Is that not a picture of your life? Is that not a picture of my life? You are evaluating God based on your needs. Number two. The second indictment. Dishonoring God's name. Malachi 1, 6 to 29. By offering defied sacrifices and despising divine privileges. The way they were serving the Lord was a disgrace. Eight times, if you, if you read the whole of Malachi, I'm taking you, and we're going to do more of this. And these are some of the things that the, the church has lost. Most of the times today, we do topical sermons. Instead of expository studies of God's word. You know, the topical sermon is for me to just bring a topic. And then after, you know, finding scripture around that topic and then releasing prophetic words after it. Prophetic word after it. In the name of Jesus, it shall be well with you. But it will not take you to the word. The word of God is perfect. Converting the soul. It is the word of God that will convert your soul. I am not a cheerleader. I am not here to make you happy. I'm here that your life will be transformed. That you'll be heaven bound. What is my glory? If 90% of you don't make heaven. What is my glory? With all the noise, with everything. And God said, I know you not. You are a worker of iniquity. Then all your giving is in vain. All your coming is in vain. And I've said it will not happen on my watch. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I am bound to take you all to heaven. Amen. That is my heart. But you know, do you know, Judas followed Jesus, but he didn't make it. So it doesn't matter who your pastor is. I cannot pastor you beyond your permission. I cannot make you to become what you don't want to become. L listen, listen. My sister. My sister. Please come. Come. Yes, come. No, no, fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. When you go to your work, do you do what you like? When you started that work, were you given any orientation? What was it about?
policies and procedures. So they tell you, oh, even though you were good, but when you come here, there is a way you have to work. There is something that is expected of you. It is in the church that people come and they want to do whatever they like. They want to serve the way they like. And you cannot talk. As a pastor, you cannot talk. Because at the end of the day, are you paying me? I'm a volunteer. No, I'm a volunteer. If you misbehave to your tent, O Israel. The tent, O Israel. It is in the church that you cannot discipline people. When you get to work and you don't do... Go and sit down, my sister. Yeah. What you did like this saved you. <laughs> it is in the church. You cannot face somebody who is late and say you are late. It is in the church. You cannot say somebody that is rude and say you are rude. You don't handle the things of God like that. You don't talk to people like that. It is in the church you can't do that. You can't. If you do that, you say, no, 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 no. And, 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 and we were trained that way. But one of the things that must be restored back to the church is discipline. <laughs> there was a time, I was, oh, well, well, uh, what is the time now? Ooh. Are you being blessed at all today? Yes. You know, I told you it's a series, so I will continue. Many years, many years ago, many years, we were, we were, we were at the uh, choir practice. And there is this man, sir, very tall, the tallest man, tallest man, tallest man. He plays the double bass, the double bass. Oh, okay. You know, he knows he's, that he's saying yes, he knows the man. Double bass. We were at the choir practice, and the man... Uh, the Lord bless you. You are speaking in tongues. Yeah, see, see, see. <laughs> and, and the man did something to the choir master. And the master said, So, 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 brother. Stand up. Stand on that chair. Huh? The man obeyed. The man obeyed. Then when you when you when you when you when you come late to workers meeting, you will run around the church for seven times. Then a brother and a sister they were caught in and mistakenly they had premarital sex. The brother reported himself. He was brought before the whole church in my presence. And discipline was proclaimed on him. Do you know what the man did? The man fell. He passed out. The whole church, the whole, the whole church was crying that a brother has fallen from grace. Today, today, people have affairs. Anyhow, they don't even report themselves. They come to church and they shout hallelujah. And nobody dared, nobody. 
wife battering. You, 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 you treat your wife anyhow, you are put under suspension. Everything you do, they, they drop it. You are working for God and you are behaving anyhow. Those who draw near me, they must know that I am holy. Ah! Serving the almighty God and you are serving the mortal man better than the almighty God. Just because he's paying you? Don't ever forget, God is the perfect paymaster. There are some things that you do today that your children, that your, your children will be meeting favor wherever they go. Ha! We have reduced the reward of God to dollars. Oh, yeah. To papers. The way God rewards. God reward system is different, man. I am a product of God's reward system. Our fathers, I pity the state of the church today. Parents today, they don't understand covenant. What they are doing today is damaging the future of their children. God say, and God blessed Abraham. God blessed Isaac because of his father Abraham. Can God bless your children because of you? You that are unfaithful? You are unfaithful in service. You are unfaithful in giving. You are unfaithful to servants of God. Today we treat servants of God it's as if we are equal. But our parents, they retain the best for the servants of God. Even in the early Anglicans, the, the, the best. So this is for the man of God. This is for the, today, we are so materialistic. It's as if we are looking at material things, but they are securing the future. They secured your future. What you are doing right now is just your faith. It's not your faith. It's not your faith. Because we don't understand spiritual principles. So, the second indictment was that they profane God's name by giving God useless things. Detestable things. Things that they cannot give to God. God at the time said, you calling me Lord, Lord. What you are giving to me right now, go and give it to your governor. Whether he will receive it from you. What you cannot give to your governor, you're giving that to me. I was given, I was given, uh, I think, uh, yes, I have to confess. I was running to meet the service one Sunday morning. Then I was using this uh, Mercedes Benz uh, 425. I was on 202. And I was cruising. Before I knew it, uh, somebody just flagged me down. <coughs> Call a, a policeman. <laughs> he didn't even have respect for me that I was coming to church. <laughs> he gave me a ticket. 
So I went to the court. I went to the court to to defend. Unfortunately for me, the police person came. <laughs> and 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 when the when when the judge came in, everybody stood up. During the court session, everybody was silent. Just for a mortal man. It is in the church. That you cannot control what people do. Everybody is just an authority. Who are you? In the presence of the Almighty God, who am I? As I'm talking to you now, are you listening? Are you here? It, it, it's so it's so bad, it's so bad. Let, let me let me. Ah uh, uh, yeah 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 yeah. Okay, it, it, it's so bad that we worship this thing more than God. This thing is with us twenty four hours at home. When we come to church, it's still at work. God is speaking words that could change your life forever. You are testing. Where is your reverence? Have you come to meet with the Lord? Or you've come to meet with yourself? Are you not profaning the name of the Lord? God said, out of hope, you have to fix this. How is your life? You are here now. You are here. You are here. What has been your journey from January to December? Oh, now you just rush to the presence of the Lord to cross over. And after crossing over, you go back. May I tell you this? God is interested in your fellowship. Not that when you need him, you want to use him. God wants, God, he, he wants your intimacy. May I tell you, intimacy will feed your destiny. Not periodic fasting and prayer, not periodic vigil. You go for vigil in seven hours and then you go back into sin. God is not like that. You have to give your life to him. May I tell you what I'm telling you right now is what is not in the church anymore. That is why the church of God is becoming a den of robbers. Because we don't want to hear the truth anymore. We have reduced God to someone that we can throw around and use when we need him. God is looking for worshippers 
that will worship him in spirit and in truth. You are here because God has ordained that you should be here. He wants you. He wants your life. Young people, he wants you. He wants your life. And you want to say, Lord, I'm not going to call your name in vain anymore. I give you my whole life. There is somebody here today. God is saying, like Sister Faithful said, said, I've given you everything. I knew you were unfaithful, but I still blessed you. Let me tell you, the faithfulness of God when you are unfaithful is an indictment to you. Shoo, I want to repeat that. The faithfulness of God to you when you are unfaithful is an indictment to you. I want to repeat that statement. Not that you are smart. Not that you are smart. Not that you are smart. The faithfulness of God to you, despite your unfaithfulness, is an indictment to you. That God said, I've given you all. I've given you all. But I'm not going to destroy you a year more. Because you are irreverent. You're taking me for granted. I love you. I gave you what, did, what you did not ask for. I gave you what you did not ask for. I gave it to you. But why would, not, why would you not give me that honor? All I need is your heart. Give your heart to me. Give your heart to me. Son, give your heart to me. Daughter, give your heart to me. I hold your future in the palm of my hands. Don't forget, even though the systems be broken, the words that the Lord has spoken will surely come to pass. Oh, Yabroni Galo, your professional system might be broken. Your spiritual system might be broken. Your business might be broken. Even your children might be broken. Oh, the bazoon, your ministry might be broken. Your family might be broken. But the word that I have spoken will surely come to pass. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Abraham, your children will go into captivity. In a nation that is not theirs. But I will deliver them. 430 years later, the word that God spoke came to pass and brought them out of captivity. I don't know the captivity you are in. The system might be broken. The system might be broken. Do not look at that. Just be faithful to God. And the word that he has spoken will surely come to pass. Stand up on your feet, everybody. If you're in the Washington, D.C. region, visit in person at our address. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us in our social media. God bless you.